stadium i don't know how many it seats 800 people or something like that maybe even 500 just most college stadiums are very underwhelming like that oh where, yeah yeah where the, you com- see them play on tv and you're like that's where they fucking play yeah we, we, we go see northwestern it's, I, well they built a new stadium they have actually it's which crazy which they disappoint every game in they had that one fucking they made the tournament that one two year. years ago elaine bennis making donations like it's gonna be fucking duke well, oh yeah a, a, a what's her face julia louise dreyfus her kid was on the team. I'm sure she was shook down for some money because they built a new practice facility up there for both foot. Their football team got fucking hammered this year. They got smoked. But anyway, uh, what were we saying about uh, oh, oh yeah, uh, with uh, with basketball, athletics? Oh, yeah. My buddy played uh, at West Point. He said when you were on the sideline passing a ball, and, you know, like a basketball play, you know, you got to just pass the ball and the guard dribbles and he said these guys would get up like right behind you and just like yell shit in your ear. You fucking rob. I mean, it was oh, just probably like, like homophobic I mean, shit for and, sure. And, and, re- and just, I mean, like aggressively and loudly yelling right in your ear, you know? And it's just like, he just, whatever. He said they thought they were, they were pricks. That's all. <laughs> Although he kind of likes that shit. <laughs> he wants to like take him on. It's, he's got cool, he's got uh, good stories. And this guy played D. He was a D one basketball level player, like, like in the nineties. He played on an AAU team with God Sham God. Who? <laughs> there was a guy God Sham God who played for Providence. He was a starting guard for a Providence team that made it to a couple tournaments in a row, like in the mid nineties. He played in Europe, I think, too. God Sham God. That was his name. That's like Manute Bowl. That's up there with yeah, Manute Bowl. Isn't that a crazy name? His name is God Sham God. <laughs> He's got a sister named Angel. No, but he was uh, also he played with this uh, Tommy Polly. Remember Tommy Polly? He's a linebacker for the Rams and the Ravens. Played like nine or ten years. From what like, year? Probably like I'm gonna guess like uh, ninety nine to about 08. He was a linebacker, and this guy yeah, played right. in this AAU oh, team with them. Fucking so they're right now on AMC. It's Blockbuster Month. <laughs> So this is the last stand. This was on last night, and then Taken's on after this. I watched Taken last Taken's night. Taken's good. Taken's a really Taken's good a movie. Taken's a good movie. I like Taken. I speak. I've been Taken. I swear. You're gonna be. You're taking my daughter. <laughs> do you know what? Fucks, Liam Neeson you know what? Fucks, pissed off Irish special forces. Oh, dude, guy. I kind of got hyped up. I kind of got hyped up of just like if you were in the audition, how would you play it? Because you're obviously not a racist Scottish person. <laughs> I tell you something. I've been taken. Oh yeah, this is. Look at. I, uh, this, this is, is after he I, was governor, right? Yeah, this is the first one after he was governor. <laughs> I like him still <laughs> having a career. I have a bad knee. He was hey, listen in the eighties, dude. He was a he was a star of the highest order. You know, he was a well, he still is. The guy became governor for Christ's sake of California. You know, they also yeah. snuck. They also got him in there by completely like shady means. You know, it's a complete Republican boondoggle. You know, this this recall of Gray Davis. They 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 figured it out. I remember that. That was when I. That was one of the first jokes I ever wrote because that was right around when I was a kid. But I wanted yeah. to be a comic, so I remember being like, "Let's write some." This is the clearly the wackiest thing happening in my life right yeah, now. So let's yeah. write some jokes about it because Gary Coleman was running. <laughs> Uh, Tracy Gold, like a porn star, was running. <laughs> Tracy Lords. Tracy Lords was running. <laughs> Who she was the first doing like the Tracy Lords was like becoming a legit actress. It is out of porn. Oh, I, Yeah, no, I remember her like making Tracy Lords was yeah, the one she, of the few to do tra- that. It made the transfer. And then Jenna Jameson, but she kept doing meth. Yeah, God, 
Yeah, what a life. Dude, um, meth gets you out here. People smoke meth by MacArthur Park right here by oh, the crib. God. Yeah, I tell you what, I never liked that drug, man. Well, you're, you're never. speedy anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, just, I did it Welcome one Welcome to the time. show, by the way, guys. Yeah. We're four We're minutes in back. Took about a month off. It felt good, yeah. though. Yeah, I was. I think it was. You needed it. I think we're gonna do it every from Christmas. I think we're gonna take about a month off. Well, it's just like you know, you have other things that get into your life at that time. I had a lot of work going on. I left the city for ten days. You went to Portland. What was going on there? Well, I just for work or for fun? (laughs) For fun skis? I went up there for fun, thinking that I I was gonna have a four day weekend up there. But then I get your pee pee touched. But. It didn't again. F- T minus five minutes. Keith gets Xy right away. <laughs> Jumps right in the deep end. I'm going one step beyond. So yeah. <laughs> so no, I went up there to visit my buddy and his family. They don't live in Portland. They live 75 miles west of Portland, actually on the coast in a town called Cannon Beach, where they filmed the Kindergarten Cop. Oh. And the Goonies, and the Goonies, dude! So, I want to go. Yeah, I'm telling you, oh dude. Oh my God! There's a knife in Arnold's leg right now. He just pulled it out and he put it in that guy's leg. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't like stabs, dude. Fuck getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah. He he likes a good stabbing. Here guys. was my family. Anytime we're watching a movie like this, ain't no way he's walking without a limp after that. Like, <laughs> it's a movie, man. He's Arnold. He fucking doesn't limp. Are you serious? He yanks it out like a man. I love that theme of like 80s action movies where like like showing pain was like, I will show no pain. I'm watching Roadhouse, which is one of my all-time favorites. That was on last night too. Were you watching it last night? I wasn't watching it last night, but I've watched it so much the last six months. I bet you I've seen it in three independent chunks over the last six months. How you got to do it? So it is hopelessly it in is love. in that scene when he early early is when that s- Andre Risen? It is. I think it is. <laughs> oh, hopelessly in love. Oh, oh no, what this this is about when Lisa left, left I Lopez burnt and Andre their, burnt, yeah. burnt their house down she in Atlanta. Fucking lit his sneakers on fire in a bathtub and it burnt his fucking house down. Yeah, she was crazy. She was nuts. <laughs> yeah. There's also well, she died in a car accident. Rest in peace, left eye. Yeah. We pour one out for Lisa Lopez. Uh <laughs> But I found on YouTube, it's not graphic. It's just creepy because the when she died, she died in a car wreck. Yeah, in uh, in Honduras. Yeah, I believe. yeah, and, or Nicaragua. But the, it was in the early ages of self, or maybe there was even a camera. Yeah, the dude was filming while they were driving, and you could go on YouTube and you see her start to spin out, and like right when they get hit, the camera cuts out, obviously, yeah. but like you legit see the final oh, moments oh, films, of her life. Films it from the inside. Oh, he was on the he inside was, of the car. They were having oh, fun. He was, he was like oh. filming like, hey, and then they're having fun and all of a sudden you see her go, what the fuck? And then she swerves and you hear her scream and everybody's like, ah, and then boom. Oh, so she just like, she lost control. She lost concentration probably with the whole yeah, filming thing. Yeah, I think thing. the car flipped off a cliff or yeah. some shit like yeah, I that think she got. I think she got thrown from it. I think she was the only one who died actually though. She fucking, I think her neck was very very much snapped. Oh man, what a way to go! You know, fucking Mach Macho yeah. Man died like that too. Oof. He had a heart attack and a broken neck, and they don't know which he. They don't know if he had a heart attack and then fell and, and broke then, his neck. Yeah, or had a broken neck and then or no, yeah. if they don't know if the heart attack like if the car accident was like caught. oh, it was in the car. Yeah, he was driving. Oh. So, so he like, had a grabber I, when he was driving, maybe, and, and like then lost he control. Spun off. So they were saying we don't even know if like 
If That's a heart, 70s death. So like, but they don't know if he was dead. He might have been dead before he hit the tree, even though he broke his neck because the heart oh, attack might have killed him. Oh, okay, okay. So he literally might just die, literally just like, yeah, you know, in like a couple seconds, whatever. Before, yeah, yeah. One thing they are certain about though is that his neck did snap like a slim jim. <laughs> that was a setup for that joke right there. You set that one up. Well. That was a good 45 second but setup. The heart that, attack, that I was trying to like blow but through. But the it. heart attack snap neck thing is true. They don't know because they when, when I, they I could see that being a when they do it on the report. That? Yeah, where they were like he he was he went into cardiac arrest, but we don't know if that was the cause of death yeah. or if the him breaking his fucking neck. Yeah. maybe he broke his neck because he was limp when he hit the tree. Yeah. Yep, but like back to Roadhouse and, and showing pain. <laughs> I feel good. I brought it back. It was, <laughs> it was uh, an early scene when you get introduced to Swayze's character, who has a philosophy degree from NYU. Well, yeah, he's smart, <laughs> and, he's and he's got to like, come in and keep. The, he's got to tame up this fucking Roadhouse. Yeah, because right? he's a cooler. Basically, trains bouncers how to bounce properly, yep. and he goes around to like shitty bar, cleans What's it Sam up. Elliot doing? He, he's like his old school mentor. I, told, I showed you the ropes, young man. I was doing it in 75 in Albuquerque. Yeah, I've been bouncing him since he was eight years old. And, he, and he's still trying to hold it together, you know, like as a sexy guy. <laughs> but anyway, what I like about Roadhouse, or early Swayze's character, there's a scene where, where they, they, they're they going to prune the staff because the staff is taking money off the till. they got to get rid of like four or five people on staff to make it run better. It's the first thing they do. And John That's his Doe. first fight, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's one of the first introductions of his character, a reveal Doesn't of his character. Doesn't he do character. Kung Fu like well, fucking he does Chuck tai, Norris? He does Tai Chi and he wore, you know, it's like there's a whole Asian Western in a fucking country Dude, town one of the thing, fucking funniest, which is hilarious. One what? of the hardest I've ever laughed was when we were watching Colors and fucking Sean Penn was listening to like John Mellencamp while he was working out. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> you were just like, that's the gayest thing ever. You were like, yeah, someone really listens to this when they work out. The jacket and the walls. Like he's got to be a white country guy in Colors, you know, because he's a dick. But no, with... um. What were we saying though about uh, about oh yeah so Swayze, Swayze, uh, <laughs> Swayze also rest in peace. We'll pour one out for Swayze. Exactly, he died horrifically riddled with cancer. Here's the reveal. Here's the reveal, and we'll talk about ghosts because I watched a little bit of ghosts yesterday. The reveal <laughs> is he gets stabbed because it's one of the early fight scenes. He gets stabbed right in the shoulder by a fucking. I mean, it's and it goes several inches into his shoulder and he's just like totally like I don't even feel pain. Like that was just like like the thing with with Arnold like, like I will not show like an 80s it's super like holding couldn't a, show a pain flame in your hand or it was something. Just, yeah, you were you had a weird mind control over your pain. That was like a part of masculinity back then. You know what I mean? Where I, I feel like a lot of the I will give the credit to like the whole uh, Batman reboot when Bale was like playing Batman and he's all hurt and genuine like Bruce Wayne trying to pull it together for the third episode you know the third of the, of the installment like he's yeah. because he's beaten down and i kind of like that it's like a, it humanizes him more as opposed to i am robot man but they try doing that with swayze yeah, i will not get i will not show pain but then swayze have you ever gets, seen cobra of course that's the best movie to do cocaine to <laughs> it's a <laughs> It is. I'm sure it's just because it's such a well, and it happens for no reason. Like it just starts. He yeah. just rides up on some people and starts kicking their ass. Like yeah. immediately, there's yeah. just riff raff. Yeah, happening that he's taking care of. 
and then all of a sudden there's like gang lords and then halfway through you're doing cocaine and you're like what the fuck is going on like wait and then you have a weird like and then you have his latino partner who likes candy for some reason like that's his big vice in the show is he's always eating like a kit kat bar and shit you know he's stopping off his sweets we gotta go bust heads you know but cobra was because stallone wrote the first run of beverly hills cop oh yeah and they turned it down and oh, he, so that he, and he make took the elements movie? and was like, "I'm gonna make Cobra." Wow! And that was Cobra. God, can you imagine if if that if they let him make Beverly Hills Cop? That, that's incredible. Uh, you know, what's interesting? There's got to be a cool story about that. Is it, when when was that choice made? Where it's like, okay, this is a Stallone's a name at that point. Stallone's a oh, fucking star. 100%. You know, Rocky Five. Are Ro- you kidding he's me? He's off of Rocky Three. He's off of Rambo. He's off of Rock. I mean, it's like he's had a career, you know. And, and so, but and I'm sure he wrote that thinking this is a vehicle for me. And I wonder at what point when the choice was made. No, there's this comedian that I think would be a real good. Yeah, fitness. this should be funny. Like, yeah, this should be a f- like making that choice. What, the color guy can eat the candy. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but he's my sidekick. <laughs> but then he lose the rights to his script or something. Like, what? I mean, I, there's got to be a story in that. Because Let's then, look it up. Because I mean, cause seriously, this is because, why I got the second computer now. We're recording on the Mac, baby. Makes sense. Makes sense. Stallone. Oh, look, she's a cute sideline reporter. Look at that. They're all cute. Yeah, it's a visual. Course. It's a visual media. Yeah, creation. especially in California, they, they have some pretty sports castresses. Do you say saying that? it like Roger Ailes? <laughs> Roger Ailes. He, when he would sexually assault his fucking employees, he God. would he would make them stand up and twirl, and he would say it's a visual media idea. Twirl, like, like spin like around, stand up, and then he fucking made he made Margot Robbie, <laughs> poor Margot Robbie, show her fucking her boobs, underwear, vagina. <laughs> What a fucking scumbag. She revealed the pillow. He's Roger Ailes. I don't know if you know Roger Ailes. He was a creep, dude. Was part of when Richard Nixon became president, there was a whole part of Richard Nixon's White House that was dedicated to dirty tricks, dirty political tricks, and underground stuff. Carl Rove worked at that in his early 20s. Roger Ailes worked at that, as did Roger Stone. That's where they all came from. That part of the Nixon White House, this real underhanded, fascistic, we're going to just you know rabble-rouse people up from a right-wing perspective. We know what buttons to push, and they do it well. And that freaking uh, that model still works. It still works, man. It's been, it's been a model for 50 years, all in reaction to the 60s. That freaked people out. What was going on in the 1960s really scared oh, dude, a lot I'm of fucking reading, people. In, the, in this comedy book I'm reading now, they talk about how the like how uproarious even entertainment was because uh, before then comedy was so like uh, buttoned down. Oh, and, absolutely. Like, Bob yeah. Newhart. Yes. And, like it, and, and, and even TV, like it was the Lawrence Welk hour. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like season three of the smothers brothers happened yeah. and they started like but like vietnam kind of started it yep. the whole thing and like uh i forget something else oh ro- the robin williams documentary where he talks about like living in sac uh san francisco and he was like, like in the early 70s and, and, shit. and he was like yeah. all of a sudden the next day there were these hippies around yeah. like he was like that it, it literally happened overnight because i think he went to high school there too in the bay area so yeah, 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 isn't that crazy that 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 something can flip like that? You know, it's interesting that that could actually happen. You know, but uh, so I don't know if he. So it says Stallone created Cobra as a vehicle for himself during his commercial peak. However, the genesis of the film can be traced back to the development of Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Before Eddie Murphy portrayed the wisecracking detective Axel Foley, the part was Stallone's for the taking. So I don't know if he was gonna 
write Beverly Hills Cop, oh. but they were he was supposed to be Axel Foley. He's probably one of the final two or three guys. And then I think when a, they picked the Murphy, two. he was like, oh, I have an idea for a cop. Like, I'll just make, write my own movie. Yeah. And, yeah, I, okay. and I don't have to be funny. I'll just fucking... <laughs> I'll, I'll get Brigitte I Nielsen a, in there. I put a match in my mouth and fucking... That, that was also the era... There were he two doesn't th- strike the match until the end of the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's got to be the final scene, of course. You know? The, <laughs> the whole thing where he... Like, of 80s action movies, and I remember I did not like a lot of them. Some of them were okay, and I saw a lot of them, but I just didn't like them, but I still went for some reason. Here's the thing about it. There was always the theme. Watch and this, what I could do, Crocious. And, and this is this. one. And this is what uh, 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 Clint Eastwood did. Clint Eastwood and Charles Bronson Look at tapped this, baby. into You're the looking whole, at my computer. Oh, that's good. So Charles Bronson, again, Charles Bronson and and, uh, and Clint Eastwood, and, and kind of like uh, Steve McQueen and Bullet, it was like the anti-hero, like vigilante justice, like these fucking hippies and their protests and what they're getting away with in these liberal courts, just let them get away with everything. The criminal justice Look system picture, is failing us. I know, the, the criminal justice system is failing us. So he had, he, he was basically like a vigilante, right? Or was he a uh, some sort of bounty no, hunter? No, he was a cop. Oh, was he a cop? But it, it, but do you think Sly Stallone is going to wear a uniform? No, <laughs> of course not. So it is. But like th- that was the theme that this was tapping into, along with the theme of again. Uh, God, what was the other theme? There was another Ron 80s Meyer. Theme. There was another. 80s the villain theme. in this movie was terrifying, and I don't think he was in any other movie after that. Well, he had like a facial. His face was like he was very tight. He yeah, had some yeah. work done. <laughs> yeah, it was it was creepy looking, you know, but. But it was, and then of course, this was also the theme too. You had to have one line. You had to have one good line you could hang your hat on in the movie. You know, that was the thing that was the killer of the movie. You know, like, go ahead, make my day. Like, you had to have a line like that in an 80s kind of action, you know, cop sort of movie. You know, you had to have that sort of line. You know, Arnold always had a lot of good lines. He always had a good one line. You know, I'll be back, of course, was that in the Terminator. But his line in this. Slide didn't, what's, what's his, his line? His line in this is when he goes to the, 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 that shopping mall that. Sh- and, and this guy's like, I'm going to blow it up. And he's like, go ahead. I don't shop here anyway. That was like his line. <laughs> that was like his line. Well, you know, you, that you was had prob- to have your line and you had vigilante justice. Well, was that was probably theme. him fuck saying fuck you to the <laughs> Beverly Hills cop people because apparently this says that uh, he didn't want to make audiences laugh. Like he didn't like he was like, I'll do the part, but like it can't be funny, you know. Interesting that that was because I'm very wooden, you know. This is a very <laughs> wise decision on my part. Well, I just got off doing a, what I'm was the movie dummy. he did with uh, with Dolly Parton, uh, Rhinestone. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> sang. Was that song in it? No, no, no. This is like uh, that's one of my karaoke songs. But Rhinestone is came it? out like in '83. I never saw Rhinestone. <laughs> Upon release, look at that. Look at how much money it made. Come on. Upon release, Cobra was a box office hit, grossing $160 million worldwide in 1986. That was a killer take in 1986. You know, that was a big take. That was the year of Top Gun. I'm sure it was in the top five of movies. I guarantee it was. He was a draw. You like how he I can do that now, though? Yeah, no, no, it's good. Absolutely. Now, whenever we need to talk about something, I pop it up on the. We're getting more professional. Yeah. This is why you need to take a month off. Reassess and you can it. Think about these things. Yeah, and then do it. Set it up. I tested it before good before we recorded cool it's a good thing man i mean i tell you what and you do that then you commit yourself you come back refreshed you come back focused and, and, and you you learn like okay what worked what didn't work you yeah know? Uh, I, I uh yeah but i i uh 
anyway. some ball happening. So that a was, lot uh, happened though in the three weeks. Yeah, what have you been Literally up to? Literally the gamut of I'm just saying in general. So in the three <laughs> weeks that we haven't recorded a podcast, yes, let me get most some water. of the NFL playoffs have happened and we almost went to war with Iran. <laughs> like of the of the gamut of things that could happen, you wouldn't think one of you wouldn't think one of those things would come to completion. And well the NFL playoffs are kind of on a fixed rate, but Playoffs and war? Come on. Well, yeah, it, uh, it was... It got uh, close. There was no war. Uh, to me, I, I look at... And, and, and it still hasn't played itself out. It still has potential to be in there. But, but well, to me... Well, as I was telling my friends who also know nothing about politics like me, yeah. it's the allies, Crocious, not the country that you're worried about. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, that. Oh, I'm just re- yeah, regurgitating yeah. something they've always told me about the yeah. Middle East. Like anytime, because my, I have like half and half family who like half of my family is very pro-war and the yeah. other half isn't. Yeah. And the half that isn't says like it's not about attacking the Middle East. It's their allies that you should be worried about. Like if you attack Iraq or Iran, then you got Russia coming after you. Well, yeah, I, I mean, well, listen. But, but that's but, uh, thinking from the '80s. That's Cold War thinking. Yeah. No. What my th- although there there those things do matter in the geopolitical discussion. Those things do matter. I, I don't, well, I don't want to go too far off on that. I want to I want to make my original point, which is I, I look at it as uh, as you know. Okay, I, I'm being impeached. I think there's a real personal element to it. I'm being impeached. I'm going to do some shit like this because you know, I'm going to do some wag the dog crap. You know, of just like. You know, we're going to have a distraction. I'm still the fucking commander in chief. I had the power to kill people if I want to. You know, I can do that, you know. And so it's like I, I think and I think as this trial unfolds, I'll be curious to see if it flares up again 10 days from now, if the trial's still going on. To be honest with you, Keith, I haven't really paid that much attention to the whole impeachment thing. You know, I just uh, I've been working. I've been busy with that, but it's. I pay enough attention to it, reading my economist. All right, but it, we're gonna throw. We're gonna have. We're gonna settle on Taken. Are you done? Yeah, oh yeah, Taken's a good one to start with. We're gonna yeah. Because look at me, I'm gonna play a dorky teenager. I'm still a virgin. Well, she's hot too. Well, he thinks. Well, 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 no. You see, but this is no, 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 no. Because she is. Oh she yeah, because that's why she's so valuable. Uh, exactly. You know that 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 that's part of the. She's uh, unpopped. We chick. But but she, he also knows not for lo- this is the truly the end of her innocence. Dude, Famka Jansen is. Boing. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. What's? Do you remember her earliest She's role? Uh, absolutely. She was in Star Trek: Next Generation. Okay. I remember being like do some doing some uh, shows before X Men. I mean, where she was like a she played like this. Because she uh, did like independent movies mostly. Before I think that, even right? before that. But I remember her being in Star Trek: Next Generation. Here's the character she played. She was this sort of imp- she was a woman who was bred basically to mate with a a warring world like it was basically a royal wedding and she was being and she was this like literally this perfect woman like in terms of just listening and intelligent and, and just this i mean she was this really because she's beautiful and so every she's ma- looked the same she's like marissa tomei where yeah. like she just she not, looked even, good. not only is she not aged but she like doesn't most people they don't look the same yeah yeah <laughs> like she looks identical yeah, she really, you can see her, she was a really beautiful woman. I mean, she was a, plus she was like six foot tall, so she was a Dutch model. But she was this almost kind of empathic character, if I'm not, I'm not, and she's been sort of raised to basically be the perfect mate for this other world that they're at war with. And this marriage is going to like 
cause peace to happen. Like it has to happen. But when she's being transported on the ship, every man, Worf, the whole thing, they're all very attracted to her. So Picard has to actually deal with her and she's able to sort of crack it. <laughs> she was in Goldeneye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was in Goldeneye. Absolutely. I remember seeing her in that in 95. Goldeneye. Now 25 years ago. Goldeneye. Fathers and Sons was her first movie. And then you have Lords of Illusion, a fucking Clive Barker horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. She has a fucking... She's been in a lot of flicks. Oh, yeah. She's had a career. Like, even though X-Men is, like, only eight years into her career, she did, like, fucking 15 movies. Before that time. In that span. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Like, I had never heard of her until X-Men. Yeah. Go- Goldeneye, she's uh, one of the... Sci- you know, one of the beautiful women of Goldeneye. I mean, I guess I had seen Rounders. I just hadn't put it together. That's how stupid I am, though. And I even do it now. We're like... I'll be like, oh, I don't know who that is. And then I'll see him and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Or that person. Yep. That's I don't I don't retain man. well. Yeah. And it's it's because I started smoking weed when I was 12. Yeah, that, that's not a good My thing. My short-term memory is gone. Yeah. But there's no hope to get it back, so just keep smoking. <laughs> you know, I think there's certain dietary things, exercise I things. I do crossword puzzles. That's actually good for your brain, I heard. Uh, I believe that. I believe that. I got to start doing more brain games. I'll download it on my phone. <laughs> I remember I did that. Oh, God. Oh, that's an interesting. I had a weird memory fire off. What? Do it. Thinking Let's do about, it. Uh, about like doing so what the show's about puzzle. We, we watch Taken and we talk about crosswords. <laughs> now, now it's all the guys drinking beers, you know, in an L.A. courtyard. You okay, know, he's a yeah. working dude. That's what they're doing. But talking yeah. about how all their daughters don't have sex. You know, well, they're all like protective. They're old school I men. You know what I mean? Panties. They don't smell that, like semen. I mean, and, and that's what grounds them as being like men. You know. <laughs> At the same time, this is such an L.A. pussy hangout. Like, you know, when you're back in Chicago, people fucking hang out and drink, man. They hang out for hours, you know, not here. <laughs> no, people are. But and, it's a good thing. And it's people, ultimately a good and thing. And people got their plan out here. Like, you're not going to get people to do something on the fly. Yeah, well, because people it's, go out. We're doing this at eight. We're yeah. leaving at 920. Yeah. And we're getting home at midnight because traffic is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's because of the car, because of the traffic, it, it just, there's a certain uh, uh, a calculation that's made, you know? You say there's traffic out here? <laughs> yes, there Where is. Where are you? L.A. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I take public transportation. How I'm much not, did you talk about L.A. when you were back in Chicago, Crow? No, I mean, not. Did you talk about L.A.? I saw, I went out on Friday night when I was there, and I saw Bobby Buds, Joe Kilgallen, and, you were uh, supposed to do Hillary with me, you fuck. What, what, what was Hillary? Their podcast. Oh, that's because my brother came into town. He could have been on. No, man. Bring him in. There we, were four mics. We, 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 we had, uh, the, it, it was, there was family discussions. We'll talk about, we could have brought, we could have talked about all it, the mobsters the that have his hit. I that, know, that's not, the, <laughs> not the place to talk about. I apologize for that, man. I, I do. But it was, he it was, was in good, town. It was a good episode. We had fun. And uh, I'm sure it was fun. But I, but I saw Kilgallen, I saw Danny Callis, and I saw Bobby Buds uh, on that uh, Friday night. And we went to a stand. Well, I, I did Power Hour. I went and did Power Hour and then saw. I, yeah, I wanted to be for that. I feel bad that I didn't see Damon. Did he seem upset about it? Or, he, or he, do he, I, was, he was not. He didn't bring it up. He was cool. I, mean, yeah. I, I hung out with him. I mean, saw him like a, like a half an hour, 45 minutes drinking. He didn't bring it up or anything. He was cool with that. It was good yeah. to see him. He, he, I mean. I know he had a stroke, but he seemed to be... In- oh, yeah, he had a stroke, and boy, is he not... If you judge the meals he's eating on Instagram, I don't think he knows it. 
<laughs> but I don't think you. I think I, sh- I mean strokes are dietary, but I don't know if it's like a heart attack where they're like, okay, you got. Does she watch give him attitude right there at that moment? Well, look at his face. When she obviously. looks at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a real like, like, but but then like, he he's, he does her a solid and saves her oh, life. Oh well, here's this because. Because his daughter wants to be a singer too, and she's well, just and check this out. This is why she was punking him because he used to be. He's used to being this big fucking neck snapper for like the government. Yeah, and he's retired, so he's working security at a concert. So yeah. he's like fucking a lackey. So you have yeah. this fucking this broad. <laughs> what are you fucking giving being me? Being like, what are, being like, what the fuck are you? You, your security, you yeah. fucking scottish fucking cabbage headed yeah. cock <laughs> not realizing he's a total like specialized yeah. warrior you know i can snap your neck with there your are own people eyeball. like this though there are people who do this like this is their gig you know i think i told you my good friend of mine he, he went to he taught at the coast guard academy coast guard academy is one of the military academies not not thought about but it's uh you know, it's one of the military academy you have to get appointed by your oh, you have to go and, through like military shit to ab- go to the oh the coast guard academy is it's like navy air force army Coast Guard Academy, you know, I mean, literally, uh, it, it is. It, it's Army, one of the branches. Navy, Coast Guard, Village people. That's how it goes. <laughs> so he said that uh, he had a friend that he taught with that went to work in Venezuela when, like, Hugo Chavez was a prime minister and was kind of becoming this, you know, whatever, like Cuba or something, you know, and it pissed people off. And uh, <laughs> and he said he had to go with like spy training. Like for a while, where he had one of the things he had to do, he had to shoot an Uzi out of a car that was going eighty-five miles an hour, like, brrr, like for accuracy and stuff too. They had that kidnapping Jesus. training they had to deal with, this. and it was like, I mean, he was just working at the embassy. He had to do like a three-week intensive program. It wasn't like you we know, need you to snap this child's neck, but quietly. Yep, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. She, uh, he, he saved her life. You know? What was happening to her? Well, well she she she's a were stalker. being raped. She, 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 I watched you for ten minutes no, before I saved no, you. No, it was not a rape thing. She got off stage. She's got a stalker. The stalker tried to kill her, and he, okay. and, he and he saved her life. You know, I am good at it. He still has that ear thing, Ian. Yeah, because you know, because he's also it's just, you know we're out of range of the ear things. I don't need it in. Is, is, these are their tips, right? <laughs> we made our tips. Yeah, <laughs> crowd on your shoulder. Twenty six dollars each. <laughs> No, they probably made like we'll go get a slice. You know what they probably made? They probably made like two grand a pop. Yeah. You know. Look at this little cock with his leather jacket hoodie. Come in. Yep. She's she's gathered herself oh, and she's yeah. staying in her suite. Oh, at the end of the movie he brings the daughter to because her. Because her daughter wants to take singing like, lessons. I owe you and, one. And, and that's why she was because he mentioned it to her. I think, yeah. hey, my daughter's a singer. Oh yeah, sure. You she know? just starts blowing him. You know, I'm naked. It, 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 this is this again, this is Keith getting it, although I will say, very cute woman, of course. Yeah, you'd she, fucking she, accept a blowjob from her. Well, yeah, you know. Look at her. You'd <laughs> be so go. excited if yeah, a hot girl the... like that in a robe reached in her pocket. You'd be so pumped that she was about, to, oh my God, she's going to get naked. I wouldn't no. even know what to say. Like, I mean, I literally stutter. It's horrible. <laughs> like a truly hot woman, you know. I can handle myself. So, so. It, I mean, that's just real <laughs> life, though. Of. Like everybody, yeah. went, even in their like jerk fantasies, they always have that like situation where it's just like i want to fuck you and you're just like fuck yeah but in real life you would just be like oh <laughs> like if a real hot girl was just like get up there i want to fuck you you'd just be like oh yeah okay like you would yes sir you would you you it would catch you off guard Look, they are really hammered up there with her virginity you know what i mean like, like they make her the way they make her dress because they're setting that up of like yeah. she's a virgin and then she gets taken because she goes on a trip to Europe. 
you know the pink represents and, the the hymen intact well and this is also like like he knows like that that's the ex-wife that he, he's not going to go for it but she wants to do the trip really bad so it's a negotiation and, and he against his better judgment he says okay i'm going to allow her to take the trip and you know what happens? She gets taken. I tell you what happens, me daughter. He she tells gets her. Taken. He tells her, "You're going to be taken." And again, I'm gonna listen for a little bit before I do anything. Yeah, because what? And she lied to him. She lied to him because she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with a friend of mine, and we're just gonna like uh, go to museums and stuff." And actually, they're gonna follow you two around in Dude, concert. Dude, Trump adds Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz to impeachment defensive <laughs> team. Couple of good hacks there. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Getting it's the, like blowing the dust off that man. He adds. That's like Trump adds. Jeff Dunham and Sinbad. <laughs> Alan Dershowitz, I think he's been, been me too, right? He's like, Dershowitz is the right's like intellectual guy. Like anytime, it's Dershowitz. I don't totally hate Dershowitz. He's got some points. I don't, See, I don't mind even, Dershowitz. Yeah. That's always the middle ground between clown, psychopaths and, and like moderate lefts <laughs> is like, well, Dershowitz. <laughs> but he's such, he's such a turd. I mean, he's such a, but you know. I know he would like debate Andrea Dworkin like in like in late 70s college, like feminist debates, you know, because Andrea Dworkin obviously was very, you know, basically like all heterosexual sex is rape. I don't know if she said that. That's my own projection into Andrea Dworkin. That's the extent of what I know about Andrea Dworkin. And I'm sure our listeners definitely know who Andrea Dworkin is. I'm oh, sure dude. they're very aware of it. I'm sure they're very informed. Spe- God, speaking of world i was reading something last uh, like bringing soccer up a little bit they brought out the uefa reports yeah like the U- european federation of she, all she's the leagues. A, look at how pretty she's still well this is also 08 yeah she was younger but she, i wouldn't i saw a picture from 2013 and she doesn't look far off yeah that. yeah she's wrinkling a little bit but she still looks pretty good yeah but, i mean she probably lasers that off though <laughs> that's about that's gonna be a weird thing when you're like hot in your 20s and like you get older you just like it's just it's what happens you just i feel like if they she wasn't in show business she would let it just fall apart but you can't yeah. she doesn't want to miss out on these roles god you know but yeah i uh <laughs> we were talking what were we talking about we were talking about oh football let's get back to i'm gonna turn the conversation dial to football okay okay because uh it was going on and and i i'll tell you what I was able to enjoy the. You got a win. I got a win. They beat the Saints again in a game. I a lot didn't. Of the ex- top teams went down in the first uh, round. I didn't expect the Vikings to win that game. I was just like, I just didn't expect. They, they blew them the out. Kind of, no, they? they beat them in overtime. But they controlled the game. Like they they dictated the game. Saints defense isn't that good. Did you know they were going to get worked up by the 49ers? Uh, I wasn't optimistic going, and I had a little flimmer, a glimmer of hope. They took a seven nothing leader. They tied it. Didn't they tied they? it at seven seven. I cheered twice during that game <laughs> two times i cheered twice is that a lot for you no no i mean that's when you know it's a bad game because were you I, watching I, with your brother no i was watching with my buddy sean up in portland okay. so i went up that's part of the reason why i went up there so i, I knew there was gonna be some football was, was part like, of the fun skis it was good yeah it was it, he has a great tv and i was like we got to watch that game and it was just like we got to get into that blowjob you got later but, but the th- <laughs> but the thing about it was uh uh, San Francisco, San Francisco's defense is really good. They've got a very they got the good Bosa defense. Boy. They got and, the and better Bosa, and, and it's and it's uh, it's fast, and it, they don't miss tackles. They just don't miss tackles. Like with, if their hands are on you, you're going down. And, and I, I just, I mean, I don't think the Vikings broke a single fucking. They had seven first downs. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be the next like Bill Belichick type coach. 
Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I tell you what. what, what they, he turned them around quick. Well, you know what they also, did? Also, John Lynch is a great general I, manager. I, I, they did a good job with dra- that D-line. It's four first-round picks on the D-line. Four. I, I mean, it's like they have great they have a great defensive line like it's and the vikings offensive line is just that is their weakness and it got exposed they had that touchdown early that tied the game which i give them credit for it's like oh that's a response and then they were getting hand you could just tell they had fucking eight three and outs in the game eight they had the ball for 22 minutes that's that's horrible that they had two drives and then and then the other time when they scored they scored it was 14 to 7 here's the other time i cheered here's the other time i cheered (laughs) It's fourteen to seven. It's it's four minutes left in the first half. The end of the first half, very key part of the game, very underrated part of the game is the end of the first half. That's what Belichick always does really well. They get the ball starting in the second half and they score at the end of the first half. So Vikings, you know, Niners got the ball and I'm like Garoppolo could throw a pick here. I, I predicted. I was like he's going to throw a pick. I could just sense it. And sure enough, he threw a pick where Eric Kendricks picked him off at like the thirty yard line, thirty five of, of the Forty ers with like three and a half minutes left in the first half, and I was like, I, mean, I predicted the play, right. and he picked him because Eric Kendricks is a very good linebacker, very underrated. Pro Football Focus says he's the best defensive player in football. His coverage is exceptional. Greg Kittle had three receptions. Greg Kittle is the best tight end in football. Oh, 100%. And he had three three receptions. Dude, Greg Bear- Kittle didn't beat him. What beat him was that fucking defense. That defense Fuck is the Trubisky good. pick. The Bears drafted Adam Shaheen in the second round, and then – Kittle was drafted in the fifth round God. that year. So, so here's the uh, here's the deal. But you know where it fits and how they you know it's it's a touch and go thing, man. It's mercurial. So anyway, so Kendricks picks off the ball. They get it, and I'm like, they have to throw to the end zone right now. You got to like, get on immediately. Them. If the, do you think if they take a 14 to seven lead? No, 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 no. It was 14 seven. They were losing. Okay, but if they score and tie it, it's like oh, game this might be on be actually. Game, yeah. You know. Because you have to understand, this is where Zimmer is not a good coach. And, and I think he's a decent coach, but I don't think he's a good coach. Is he a defensive guy? He's a defensive guy. He's, he's conservative. He's conservative. Diggs and Thielen are genuinely good wide receivers. And because their line isn't good enough, they can't really go downfield consistently. They can only do it off like a play-action passes and like th- that, that Gary Kubiak offense. So Diggs caught like probably eight passes of 50 yards or more this year, which is a lot for a receiver. But they were not able to throw it downfield, and they should have forced the action downfield. So when they got that turnover, this is what the Titans do well. This is what, this is what the Titans do well. When they got up 14-0 on Baltimore, they stopped them, I think, on a fourth down play or had a turnover. The next play, 45-yard touchdown pass. Tannehill yeah. had like 80 yards passing, but boy, that 45-yard pass, that meant something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's picking the timing, and Tannehill throws a good ball like that, like a decent enough long ball, midfield. They should have gone to the end zone immediately. Dude, that's a good game. Game on. Yeah, and you know I'm. Um, you know they kicked I like the field the, goal. It's fourteen ten, but I knew they were going to lose. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I looked into because uh, the reason I heard about his name earlier Which in the beautiful. season is because they were comparing Trubisky to Tannehill. Yes. Uh, even was, yes. even because ex- Tannehill only had one season in college. He, oh yeah, he only he, started, he one started one season. One season. Yeah, like and Trubisky. And his stats weren't even that good. Trubisky, yeah. I think, almost even got had at least like 3,500 yards passing and like 42 touchdowns. Yeah. Six, like he had a really good year. And Tannehill had like 2,700 yards. Like I think he threw a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. I think Washington won a lot of games. We well, played for Texas A&M. Oh, did he? Yeah. Tannehill? He, he was also a wide receiver for them oh, for Oh, Jake two years. Locker played for Washington. Yeah, yeah, and Locker was a bust. He was he a retired. Christian. He retired. Yeah, he was, he was a Christian Ponder bust, you know. Um, but they were – and they were comparing him as someone who like – 
Trubisky is to Tannehill as someone who might be better later on another team. I hope that's not true. Well, I mean, uh, but if you, yeah. I looked at his stats. He's thrown for like four thousand yards in four out of his five years. Like he had one, a couple bad years, and people were like, "What a dis!" Like my whole thing is, why did Miami give up on him? Why not? Well, Joe McMahon, you know, lifelong Dolphin fan, you know, friend of ours and friend, of, good friend of mine, and he said, "He said Tannehill was the best quarterback he's had of his entire life." Yeah, and like Tannehill, I had him on my fantasy team a couple times. He would have flashes. I had him one year. Where he threw for like he had a four hundred and thirty yard passing one game. Year, once, he had, you know, he had the most. Yeah, he had the Plus most. Plus, he can run a little bit too. He gives you a few yards like that. He He'll was like for one of the, for two yards. years in a row. He was like one of the best fantasy quarterbacks, like underrated, like yeah. steals you could get. He's a good fantasy guy, but I will say he is fit in that Titan team. They just Derrick don't Henry's make mistakes. A beast. I had Derrick Henry in fantasy wow. this year. I, I think Derrick Henry's dread has four hundred yards after contact. That, that, that's how <laughs> impressive his dread is. It's like, because he That's is great. he is an abs that guy is amazing he played for alabama yeah. right yes and and they, they have, produce running backs that they, they yes well they produce players they don't produce quarterbacks they're uh yeah who was the first one yeah they're pretty much a system team really they just play incredibly good defense and dominate you with their lines and then you, they just beat you up and they have like 35 good players i never you know, got 40, what you know nick saban's system was like i just know wherever he goes they're good yeah well he was he was he coached michigan state in he the mid 90s LSU too right yeah, they won a national championship national championship yeah in 07 you know oh, no 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 it was in 07 oh, okay. uh, i think it was ls i think i think one of, they beat ohio it was one of those ohio state bombs where they stunk against florida and lsu it was in 07 because i was living in wisconsin oh god what a bad time but no uh point is with uh <laughs> With Tannehill, uh, I think that he fits in well, and that Titan team doesn't make mistakes. They're, they have a good punter. Their special teams are completely good. They just don't beat themselves. So if you don't beat yourself and you don't throw interceptions and don't turn it over, you're pretty much going to be in any professional football game. You have to have a couple of good players, obviously, but their offensive line is the best run-blocking offensive line in football. So if they would play – like. I want to see the, the Niners and the and the and the Chiefs because I'm a Chief fan, a second my, my second favorite team. But the Titans Niners would also be a good game too because it would be strength versus strength. It'd be Titan offensive line against uh, San Francisco defensive line, and that would be a very good um, you know uh, uh, story. I was because I think because <clears throat> that fucking Texans Chief game was really good. You, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was traveling. I was I was actually flying back here, uh, and I called it because it was twenty one seven texans like almost yeah. going into the second half and i was like this is gonna be i was like that's not gonna be the final score yeah but i remember bob Keane was like just i just want all bear fans to know that the two quarterbacks performing the highest scoring second half were two players that they could have had <laughs> and then i just commented i go this is peak chicago sports fan <laughs> i was like you're blaming the bears for a game that the bears are not <laughs> playing i was like i'm impressed <laughs> well you know it's whatever i mean I re- so obviously this season has left us a, a bad taste in a lot of Bears fans' yeah. mouths. I think, and Trubisky. You know is what? A-, a lot of people have. Uh, there's a few people have come out and said that they're gl- like they. This is where they get tricked. By the way, oh yeah, you can this tell. This dude like, fucking locks them in. He takes it, a picture. I of mean, them. I'm some European. I take pictures. This of is me. how fuck. That's how fucking. Uh, he finds his first clue. He f- finds that picture. Yeah, and he exactly. Sees his reflection and the sim. Off that yeah, thing. Exactly. Exactly. And, and he's able to. Yeah. So. I think this is a pretty good movie. Yeah. I think it's actually got some sleuth to it. But no, we were talking about with Trubisky. But there were a couple people. I think at first, 
I mean, the general manager and the coach hung on it too much in their press conference. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, dude, it was more stuff than just Mitch Trubisky. And uh, their defense even, had even guys though, hurt. Hicks even was though hurt. it's not the seasons that Watson and Mahomes and all the other quarterbacks had, he had like 3,200 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. That's not Christian Ponder. Yeah, but still, he can't fucking throw it downfield, dude. Well, he can't get to a second read. He just can't do it. I, I, and I hope he can. I hope it, but. I mean, I just don't see it. I you just always don't have see to just it. trust what the head coach says. And yeah. Nagy no, said, <laughs> Nagy said, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. all, that's all you have to go on. Yeah. Is yeah. What exactly. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And he admitted, he was like, he's got to get better with the coverages. He was like, he, he goes next he goes next coming into camp. I want him to be a master of coverages. You know, here's the thing about it with him too. If you give him a little bit of a pass, he fucked up his shoulder early in the season, and he didn't play like three or four games early in the season, and he didn't play a lot in preseason. So it's like he was basically coming in the middle of the season, like it was. It I had just started, wanna, you know. Just, I was I was gonna post this on Facebook. Oh, this is game by game. What his stats? But like, not even just like those numbers are no, no. But not even a th- they're just misleading. Just, but in a sense of like, God, she's pretty. Not yeah. even that she's he's good or bad, she's but in the sense of approach. his numbers not being good enough. Like, here's what I'm saying. Like, if you just took the name and the team off of it, yeah. And as a Bear fan, at any point, told someone like, "Hey, you're gonna draft a quarterback," and his first three years. He's gonna get about almost ten thousand yards passing, and you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, who's no, that?" No, no, three thousand yards ain't shit. Now four thousand yards is the average quarterback standard now. But he was hurt early in the season. I, well, I mean, and, so I, I think and that, this eight thousand is because he played seven. He didn't play the whole season his rookie year. Well, and also he didn't play a lot in the first half of the season this year. How many games has he played? I think he now? missed uh, forty-one. And he missed three games earlier in the season. Yes, you know, I mean, he should have been. He should have been better than what 2019, he was. Twenty nineteen, he put. You no, know, he only missed one. He has 12, 12 and twelve, fourteen, fourteen, and fifteen and fifteen. In, in what? What? That's how the games he started. Last season, he started fifteen games. This season? Yeah. I thought he was hurt more earlier in the season. He, he was out. Remember, he was remember out the Viking game. The Viking he was game, he got, out, he got hurt, right? Yeah, but that counts as a start. Yeah, and then he was out the next week, and then they had a bye week, and then, and then he, he played. Came. I bet you he was still damaged goods a little bit. Oh, the whole season. I, I, I bet think you he was, was damaged goods a little bit. I mean, because it's like, and people have to. Oh, we can't make that as an excuse. Why not? You're hurt. You, you can't perform as yeah. well. That being said, it's got to happen next year, dude. Uh, the light bulb has to go even, off. Next and year. and this is where it has to go. And off. this is where you have to give him even of like, hey, you've done well. 48 touchdowns to 29 interceptions for his career so far. That's good. Yeah, but he he just they don't throw it on the middle of the field. He can't see. You've got to be able to attack downfield. At some point, you have to be able to attack downfield. And hey, he is not consistent with that. It is. And so, if you get down in the game, you got to get get caught up. Eh, you got to be damn near perfect, as opposed to a 40 yard touchdown pass. You got to be able to throw it downfield for. And it's. However you do it. Oh, here's where she gets taken. She's going to get taken right now, Dad. Yep, here's what it is. She sees it. This is where she gets taken. And, and, and like, oh, what's going on? Oh, you have to be. She gives him like basic clues. 
Yep, here it is. We oh, gotta yeah, watch this. We gotta says, turn it up like, a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. We gotta watch this a little bit. This is when the her friend gets taken and she's gonna get taken. No, listen, you have to do this for me. Yes, it's dramatic. Yep. Yep, Peter. There we go. There's the one first clue. Is Peter an N-word? Where were you at? Sounds like a kraut. Is he a kraut? I gotta record this and repeat it in my head on a private plane over and over the 27 seconds. He's got like 17 devices hooked up to like yep. a cord. Yep. Go under the bed. Because he, he's also like... Start to <laughs> take your shirt off. I'll tell you what. Neeson can act. He's a pretty good actor. You know what? That's another thought I was having last night. I was like, this isn't like... Because people would make fun of this. I was like, this is kind of a serious movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. No, I think he's good in this. Neeson, I mean, I, I think, it's what it is. I don't you think know? you'd be as bad at... You'd be as stoic while this was happening. Like, yeah. I think you'd be a little bit more... Uh, Animated? Rabid. Yeah. About the situation. Yeah. You'd probably be crying a little bit more. That's yeah. what I was doing, at least, in my... Yeah portrayal of it yeah you have a tear rolling a little bit because you're yeah. also scared for your fucking daughter no no what you do is you man up and start kicking ass that's what you fucking do i'm gonna seem very insensitive for the next five minutes well listen you got to be strong and that doesn't mean you don't have feelings he's motivated in a different way that's like one yeah, of the best language, parts of language yep they learned this too i like the part where he goes they're gonna take you like that's that that silence, and he's just yep. like, "Bomb! They're gonna take you." Yep, yep. This is what's going to happen. He gets the language. He knows it's Bulgarian. Algerian. That's curious because it, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's a whole prostitution ring. France has he got like sketchy relations. It. He gets with, a hacker to analyze the language. They figure out what village. It's the one point of the movie where like, he's just like analyze yeah. this language for me. And yeah. through him just doing that, he's like, they're from this town. Yeah. The tattoos mean they're this gang. They're the yeah. head of this guy. Where you're just like really off of the fucking language. I, you figured I, that I, shit I, out. I think you, may, you might be able to, man. Things are... The world is mapped. The world is mapped, man. Things have been figured in a way that I didn't think was ever going to be possible, man. I mean, that's one of the biggest differences I've noticed. Things are just broken down a lot easier. And you can find things in a different... Even though it's more of us, I don't know who you are. But I tell you, I was in Belfast, and I stuck a knife in a loyalist heart. I tell you, I did for the IRA. That's what I did, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the part. Yeah. I will let you go. <laughs> Good luck. There you go. Game on, man. You Game on. You kind of see in his eyes where he's like, "No one's ever accepted the challenge." I know, and he's also like, "Oh," and he's also knows. Shit, I'm up for it now. <laughs> That's a good reaction. Yeah. He's like, "Oh shit, I got, I got to do this now. I have to do it." Oh yeah, I forgot. Fuck. I'm 57 know, years old. Yeah, man. It's been a. Uh, been a hectic time at my job. I don't know. Let's talk about football. 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 What about this Houston Astros thing? You know, to be honest with you, 
I haven't paid attention to it, man, because so I'm, here's let me fill you in on what's going on. Okay. And this is something that players on the Indians have like chatted about on Twitter. I'm listening about. Um, so in 2017, the Houston Astros coaching staff and a few players devised a scheme where they would set up a, a f- camera in center field to film the catcher, and then they set up a monitor in the dugout. And when they figured out his signs, whenever there was a breaking ball, they would bang on a garbage can oh. with a bat. And they did it all year and in the playoffs. And it even tracks. It doesn't track in that they had uh, the Astros had better stats on the road than they did at home because they only did it at home games, obviously. Um, But then you see in the ALDS that year in 2017, the Yankees were against Houston. And when they played in Houston, they lost a couple nail biters like 2-1 and 3-2 or something like that. Yeah. And then when they went to Yankee Stadium, they fucking beat the shit out of the Astros. So, like, it's... the And then Cora, they think, was the head of it. They fired Alex Cora because... And then now they're investigating wow. the Astros because they think he might have been doing it in 2018 when, well, the, when know, the Red I mean, Sox won the World Series. But the thing that people are saying of why it's crazy, like even worse than like Pete Rose and Black Sox, is because they use t- specific technology. Even the players, they were like, that's one thing if you're tipping pitches and stealing yeah, signs yeah, that way. Yeah, that happens all the time. That's all, sh- that's all on the up and up. Yeah. But you're setting up a camera and then fucking looking at your f- using a camera to look yeah. at their signs and then you're banging on a garbage can yeah. to signal your that is cheating dude that, yeah that, that, that's a coordinated effort yeah it's a coordinated effort like, there were multiple parties involved in that and aj you know? hinch got fired and the gm of the astros got fired wow that's and, crazy because they've been playing i mean they've had like three or four years they've been and, great and they you lost they draft won. picks they got fined five million dollars wow um and it's because they said even though they weren't uh directly implicit in it they didn't do anything about it and they knew it was happening and it looks bad because aj hinch and all the astro players were so like they had been accused of this since 2017 and every time they would be like this is a joke this is all gonna come out they were so dismissive and cocky about it dallas keichel talking shit like we're not the cubs we're actually talented who does it sound like maybe our president no go ahead Uh, so but so and then so they fired Cora the Reds. Wow. And then Carlos or uh, Carlos Beltran stepped down from being the manager of the Mets because right now the core of the story they say the plan was the scheme was devised by a member of the coaching staff which a lot of people think it was Alex Cora yeah. and a struggling hitter and a lot of people think it was Beltran. So a lot of people think they were the mastermind of it. Wow. What a bizarre old school baseball. And it even We're going to hit the top of a trash can and it even with tracks. a bat. Exactly. Know? And they you played, know? they replayed tape. You can oh, hear, you hear it. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Like yeah. you, they were like it totally. And it happened like time and time. And it was always in the again. sixth or seventh inning after they would figure out the signs. Like it took them the whole game to figure out the signs because everybody, because they rotate them and shit. But once they did, and even there's a video where uh, Danny Farquhar, the guy who had the aneurysm on the White Sox. Yeah. He, they were playing the Astros and he calls the catcher in and you can see him say before he gets the glove to his mouth, he goes, they yeah. got the fucking signs. Do you hear it? Yeah. You can read his lips. That's what he says. He was like, they got the fucking sign. Do you hear it? Yeah. Like he heard the banging. Yeah. And then now there's all sorts of theories that when they that they figured out how to do it on the road with like wristbands that had buzzers inside God. of them and they were buzzing them when it was a breaking ball. Yeah, that, that's cheating. 
That really is. Yeah, that's full on. I mean, the thing with Pete Rose, because that was the big baseball now scandal people when I was are, a kid. Now multiple people are like, you need to put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame now. Pete, the thing about Pete Rose, and I believe it, Pete Rose, because he never was a, bet on the Reds. He never bet against the Reds. Yeah. Or he never bet against the Reds. I don't even, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he bet on the Reds, but he always bet for them to win. He was a volume gambler. He was betting on everything. So you're gonna if you put them in there enough... And he's confident he's, he's going to tip the scales 1% more in his favor. You know what I mean? So it's like he, this, this is a guy who was a gambling That's addict. That's such a baller defense. Your Honor, I never bet against the Reds. Well, absolutely. Which, I mean, I, I, I can – why is that? I mean, oh, you I'm know? not saying it is. I'm just you know? saying like that's such a Pete Rose defense. I mean, Pete Rose is a prick, but I actually think there's some truth in that. But the type of guy, there was a certain type of guy who liked Pete Rose. Pete Rose being their favorite athlete was a real prick when I was growing up. There's also, a certain white guy like in his 50s who like liked Pete Rose. I, 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 also, Hinch and Lunau, Lunau or whatever the GM was, they're yeah. suspended for a year. That's a while. Yeah, you're going to... Oh, here we go. It's going to happen. Here we go. They're going to fuck your daughter. This is the story that gives a spine It's just that, yeah, to take they didn't like turning whores into drug addicts, so now they just snag travelers because it's yep. easier. They already, he already went through the Algeria yeah, shit. Hold on. If you don't get her in 96 hours, she's done. He says you don't. She's been taken. <laughs> so yeah, he's on the private jet. Like, damn it, we're what if going he over just there had now. like Arby's in front of him or something like that? Yeah, yeah. like I think it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's the John Daly of bounty hunter. <laughs> rip it and rip it. Yeah, or just the idea that That's he funny. that he made them stop somewhere before he went. Like, well, it's ninety six hours. We can use ten minutes on, to stop at a drive through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nope. You're going to Paris. That's I noticed we're passing Taco Bell on the way to the runway. <laughs> just stop over here. Dang, shh, shh, shh. Don't say anything. Shh, shh. Okay, I'm good. We at got this. time. We got ninety six. We're hours. gonna have thirty. Minutes to spare, I promise you. Yep. No, this is this is where he begins his investigation. He's a European man with baguettes and fresh produce coming from the <laughs> European Parisian deli, you know. And he's gonna. Oh, that's great. This is like a. I, 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 there is some like like the European action movie. It's kind of cool. There's something to it a little bit, you know. It's it's American, obviously, but it's like you know. Oh, dude, do, that's why I like the Born Identity. He's jumping around off buildings in Italy and shit. That's one thing I do like about the current kind of action movie that I think is a, they've done a good thing yeah, with you, it. Yeah, you can get to different countries in a movie within a day like it's re, like it's reality. <laughs> like how the Transporter <laughs> movies, they take place in like eight countries where you're like, this movie takes place over the period of a day and a half. Like, how the fuck did you get to Argentina and Bangkok? <laughs> yeah. I rode a helicopter. <laughs> but I think that there's not... I feel like the characters, like, again, the Stallone, Chuck Norris, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and all the knockoffs of that, of like this just superhuman man. It was this cartoonish view of masculinity. And these guys up, now the are, are like, uh, you know, they're sort of like dudes. You know, they're tough guys in their own way, but they're like dudes. It's grounded in a reality. 
He's getting his clothes wow. right now. Jason Garrett, offensive coordinator for the Giants. <laughs> what a demotion. Who, who, who did they hire as their head coach, the, the, the Cowboys? Uh, I don't even Mike know. Mike McCarthy. Oh, they hired him? Yeah. God. Good. It, it, they don't, you know. <laughs> a lot of people are like, that's a terrible choice. Jones doesn't want anyone to outshine him. Jones is well, Jones is turning into Al Davis. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Like he's definitely the Al Davis of the current NFL, where it's like, and he's all just, it's my brand, damn it, and I made my money in Texas, and I'm going to gamble it and make more of my money. That's they what don't I'm have do. a general manager, right? Is oh, it, it's him. It's him. him. He's the guy. I mean, he's got a team around him. He's like 80. His son, you know? I hear, actually drafts the team. <laughs> Well, well, then his son should be fired because it's just like they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they drafted Zeke. We got Zeke. We got Dak. We got all that. They, they think their offensive line's good. They were just they're just not that good. They were uninspired this year, and they've got. Talent, I feel like I people always said that. Like it was never proven. People would just be like, "The Cowboys have the best offensive line in football," and you're just like, "Okay, yeah, like, but not real." I'm telling you, this Titan offensive line is fucking for. I real. don't know if they have the best offensive line. They just have Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, and frankly, I think I think people underestimate that a great running back can make a very average offensive line look great. Yeah, but I also am a believer in if you have a good offensive line that can pass block, you can you can. Uh, the Patriots always had that. That was always their ace in the hole. They knew how to put together an offensive line. You have to have a good offensive line, but it's not a glory position. No one plays it. So a lot of people coming in from the college, the pros, it's a hard leap because they're used to playing spread in, in college. Mm-hmm. They're in a two-point stance. The hash stance. marks are even farther apart. And, and, and you got, you got the two-point stance. And then uh, in, in the NFL, you got to do a three-point stance. And to get from the three-point stance What's the two-point? The two-point is literally you are just... You just put your knuckle on the ground? No, no, no. You're just standing up in, in a position like this where your okay. arms are like this. Three-point, you have to put your the hand three-point on the is ground. The hand is on. And the, to be able to get up and get into pass blocking to get up and, and to get into why pass don't they blocking? change college to three points no because the spread is so popular that, that, that that's how you uh when you have less talent you go to the spread so they used to do three points oh absolutely and then every now and again they do spread now it's just oh, oh spread do. is dominant in college no, you no, do no, see no. the offensive line just kind of sit there on their knees yeah they yeah put their yeah hands yeah, on their yeah. Knees. They, they, i mean they will occasionally go on the three-point stance but it's not like like the badgers go on the three-point stance every freaking play pretty they much they don't run you the spread I mean? no they run a power eye. They have a fullback sometimes. You know what I mean? Like they, we are gonna run it down. Do you your think throat. there's ever gonna be a time where Alvarez is like, okay, we'll fucking get it. We'll we'll focus on offense. Well, it's interesting. Well, I mean, they do. I mean, they've got you said good they're, You said their red shirt quarterback's supposed to be real good, uh, yeah. right? Well, you know, you hear that, you never know. Believe it when I see it. You know. But I'm saying, as far as that level of recruit, he was like, wasn't he a high level high school player? Yeah, he was. He's the best quarterback recruit they probably have ever had. Yeah. So, and what little I've seen, I've seen he's throw, he threw like nine passes this year. You know, and it's like. But he was redshirted, so Cohn's going to start next year because they're so fucking conservative. They should have won that Rose Bowl. Did you watch the Rose Bowl against Oregon? They outplayed Dan Oregon. Dan Bernstein. Because ev- everybody roots. At the end of the day, it's like how my dad used to root for, like if the Cubs didn't make the playoffs, which was a lot, uh, he would always root for the next for the team in the Central Division that made the playoffs. Yeah. My dad would root for them in the playoffs because they're in the same division as the Cubs. <laughs> Interesting. Um so that's how I treat the Big Ten. Is yes, what I was gonna say. Yep, exactly. Uh, it's like I you root for the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl, and Dan Bernstein said he was like because they were up like they had a decent lead, yes. and he goes every time 
every time they show that sunset after halftime, it goes bad for the Big Ten. <laughs> Whenever they show that panoramic view and they mention of what a glorious day it is and, yeah, they, and yeah. they get ready to wind the game down. Yeah. He was like, that's when you always know, like, oh, God, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. It, it just And Oregon's <laughs> bad. Uh, they're better than Oregon. And Oregon destroyed Utah, who I thought was a decent team. Wisconsin was a good team, man, but they, they fucking turned it over four times. At the same time, you know, their last turnover was like their fourth jet sweep in the previous six plays. You're, it's the fourth quarter. Hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. He is your best player. This guy is going to be a first-round draft choice or certainly a first- or second-round draft choice. You give it to your best player. That's why you have him, you know. But, I mean, they turned it over. At the same time, you know something? Uh, this was a big play, and I thought of the, the Big Ten championship game when this happened, when their punter dropped the ball. But in the first half, he almost got a punt block by this guy busted through a big guy, 6'4", a good athlete, and literally missed the ball by like two inches on a punt. And I was like, that's a bad sign. I don't like that. So I was driving over to Ken Barnard's place to watch the game with CJ and stuff and in the second half. I'm listening to it, and the punter just dropped the ball on their first punt of the second half at like the 12-yard. Or I got picked up and I think ran for a touchdown, whatever. They got a touchdown out of that. And it's because that same guy busted through, and he knew the punt was going to be blocked, and he just dropped the ball. He did the same thing against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship <clears throat> game. So, the, I mean, they had four turnovers, but, I mean, they, they were physically a better football team than them. You could just tell, you know, and they lost by a point. Uh, that, that was a disappointing loss. Yeah, because because I, I, I mean, whatever, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's a it's an exhibition, but they were a decent team this year. But you know something, Paul, Chris, there's something about some of his play calling at different times. I don't agree with they don't pass. You're the ball right. Down the field. bowl game is an exhibition. That's all it is. You it know? doesn't like you get a trophy, but you know, but but it's just, it only mattered when you were like had a bit of getting a national title, like if you were a number one or two team. Yeah, and it gives you exposure. You know and, what? And it's it's fun. I like watching the the, the Rose Bowl is a fun. Do game Do you think to they watch. should expand the playoffs? Oh yeah, it should eight, go to eighteen. Eight. Yeah, it should go fuck to eight it. Teams. I think you should do what Division Two does. Go sixteen. Yeah, it should be sixteen. Actually, that's really it. W- should be the whole month. Yeah, bowl week, bowl month. Yeah. Should be, and you could still have the bullshit bowls. Uh, absolutely, but, they would be some of the games. But you, you know? take sixteen of the bowl games yeah. and you make them a fucking tournament, and that's it. Each each team, you each play four games. You can't play four fucking games at the end of the year. Well, that's the reason why. I mean, it's because the bowls are so corrupt and the system is so and corrupt. And they they try and lie to you and say like, well, they can't miss that much school. Fuck off. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, they can. They do it in Division Two. Why can't but, right? But 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 with well, because and they play, and that's the thing is because I think in Division Two you play home and away games. Like, you, have you don't to have to, dude. It's because certain interests are making money off the bowl games, and they don't want to get involved in the playoff. That, you know, that might be where you would get the hang up. Is of course it's that's what well, it's no, all no, about. No, no, no. The hang up I think would be the tra- because in Division Two I know this for a fact. The playoffs are played at the home stadiums. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would have to make the bowl games at the stadium of whoever is at home. So if Nebraska's in the playoffs, the Fiesta Bowl would be at Nebraska Stadium. I don't think the NCAA wants to make that concession. Like We have contracts with these stadiums to have these fucking – the Cotton Bowl is in Texas Stadium. It's Like we're not going to fucking where the Aggies play just to fucking – No, I hear you. You make totally good points. It it just – it's a throwback because the game has been this way. It's it's a you know college football at one time was like the biggest sport was the biggest game in town, like in the twenties and stuff in the teens, you know, particularly the twenties. And it's like it's a throwback to how business was done back then. It's just not the 
you know, I mean, they, they, they just, it's just set up from an old Byzantine, old fashioned structure of the way things were. Because where they introduce right. his fucking cop, his French his buddy? old cop friend, who you find out is kind of in on the horse, the horror selling yeah, later. Yeah, a little bit, you know, yeah. He it just, is, he knows about it and just doesn't say kind, anything. And kind of allows it, you know, yeah. allows it to happen. If he actually enforced it, it wouldn't be happening, you know. I see you're here, David. I sit at the I desk. am a French police officer <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> Paris, it is the most beautiful city in the world. How you feeling? You want to keep going? We're yeah, at an I'm hour a, seven there. That's what well, I'm talking I'm about. Good, I'm in a good headspace, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's been fun. I mean, but but no, it's uh, with football. So I uh, so yeah, we touched. Bucky, Bucky's got some good players, but boy, they. Did you see 1917? Uh. I think I'm going to try to see it this weekend, actually. I got I, it here. Do you want to watch it after this? Um, I want to watch it in the theater, actually, okay. man. I want to see it. In the they, theater of home here. That it, no, it's good. Yeah, what you got is a totally good thing. I, I'm not down on that at all. I just going to... There's a certain thing in the theatrical experience of a movie like... The theater. 1917. I need oh, to go to Shakespeare. the... Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. I'm going... I'm up, in love. <laughs> I opened with that at Flappers and it killed, which I'm going up at tomorrow night, I might add. I'm going up at Flappers. I'm going to know? see Cameron Ford at the Viper Room. Oh, cool, man. Is, Our it, buddy Cameron Ford, he used to play music um, yeah. at the open mic. He's doing like an acoustic set at the Viper Room. What what it, time tomorrow? 8.30. That's, that's the, I'm going or up at 7. Eight, he's going up at 8. Fuck. I'm going up at 7.30. I think, yeah. Remember. Oh, yeah. and it's for, like in Chicago, you'd be able to make that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing a spot and then I'll be over. Yeah, yeah. Here you Burbank can't. to Sunset? No. I'll I take mean, an hour. Yeah, it's... On a Saturday, forget about it. T- text me. I tell you what, seriously though, text me. We'll see what we're doing later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Text me just and when the show goes on, because I mean, I'm gonna go up early in my God set. Damn. You know, it's only oh, a five minutes. Carl's Junior, dude. I think I'm gonna get Carl's Junior after oh, this podcast. God, <laughs> I, will, I I know, man. I, I I will be up here. I ate my get I ate my dinner. Really big Carl, you know. So yeah, it um. So the football thing, I, I don't want the Green Bay Packers, of course, to. <laughs> I kind of think, and I could be wrong, Keith. I kind of think they're going to be exposed against the 49ers. I think the, the 49ers kicked be, their ass. It's you know, going to be Chiefs. I don't know, though. Do the Titans are not a uh, team to look down uh, on? T- Titans can be. My, my brother's a lifelong Chief he's, fan. He's, a, he's been, worried. Oh, authentically. He's just like, listen, Derrick man. Derrick Henry can run all. And the thing about that is Derrick Henry can run all over you, and then they could just hold the ball for fucking chunks of time. Mahomes might not have time to throw six touchdowns. Although the same thing happened last year against the Patriots, and he threw three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, he is a freakish talent God quarterback. Damn, he's a freak. He's a totally good quarterback, and so. But the Chiefs make too many mistakes. Their special teams suck. They they well, miss like field goals all year, and shit. They're entirely too reliant on Patrick uh, on Mahomes. Mahomes, you know. But but at the same time, the son of a bitch can rip. <laughs> when they rip those touchdowns, I guess they scored like four touchdowns like in three minutes. It was some incredible, atrocious. Like, I, I didn't they see it. They scored fifty-one points in thirty-two minutes. <laughs> well, I know they they went they went fifty-one zero unanswered. I think. You know, or so it was like forty-one were, unanswered. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're. I mean, but they. I mean, granted, the Texans make a shitload of mistakes. This Titan team is well coached. They are well coached. That's that's when you a, see where coaching and comes in. That's a in. testament to how good Watson is. Is he threw for four grand with fucking Bill Bryan or whatever the fuck is that? <laughs> O'Brien, yeah, O'Brien. Yeah, he's good. But they make too many mistakes. They should have lost the Bills. Well, and also you can argue that O'Brien's a good head coach because he went to the playoffs with fucking. Blake Osweiler and shit. Yeah, no, I mean, he, I think he's a decent enough coach, but he's not nothing special. My my you're brother, dec- you're decent coach. 
my, what my brother says, and he's I'm like, are you watching this weekend? Because he last year when they played the Patriots, he the Chiefs watch. did. He watched like he said, I will watch it when they're ahead and they have the ball, and he never watched the game because it didn't happen. So he just because he knew Belichick. He's like, I just know what Belichick is. He just knows what to do, and this and they're inexperienced. Hopefully, they matured from that. And and Vrabel is not Belichick. But he's pretty good. It's like pretty I mean, good. they're 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 special teams. Also, they have slight Don't. history because the year Nagy was the offensive coordinator, uh, the Chiefs played the Titans in the wild card, and it was fucking touch and go. Oh, the absolutely. Titans almost beat them. Oh no, the Titans beat the Chiefs a couple of years ago with Mariota. They yeah. beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yes, right? in the playoffs. I remember watching that. That the was that Chiefs, was Nagy choking. Oh home, yeah, man. because that was when people were shitting on Nagy's play calling. Yeah. And <laughs> look what happened this year. What? <laughs> Well, the thing about also they played earlier in the season. The Titans beat them. Like the the way the Chiefs lost that game was terrible. They they botched up two field goals in the last two minutes. I mean, like they were ahead at a point in the game with the time that was left that they had a thirty two hundred to one chance of losing the game and lost the game. Like they should have beaten the Titans. That was also like week nine or something. It was a long time ago. Teams change. Teams get hot at a certain time, and they are hot. Henry is breaking records of John Riggins and Marcus Allen and stuff. Eric Dickerson. He's running for like 200 yards a game. And the Chiefs don't stop the run well. They do not stop the run well. And they can get run. Especially if this guy Chris See, Jones. now it's all going to be coming out because now you have a uh, former Cy Young winner says White Sox and La Russa cheated. Jack McDowell says Tony Larusa had, had sign-stealing systems with the White Sox in the 80s. Like I think now you're gonna have that's why people are worried about this. And what? I think and I'm not even joking, I'm saying legitimately people are gonna be coming up and being like, dude, there's been these high level fucking sign stealing schemes. Like you, I think a lot of teams are gonna retroactively get t- torn the fuck down. And you're gonna find out that a lot of these good teams were fucking ripping signs. And I don't mean tipping, I mean like Yeah. Sending a bat boy into the fuck with binoculars and shit and like tapping yeah. his li- like intricate shit which i'm not necessarily against i'm just saying like yeah. it's like when you found out that everybody was on steroids dude they're all cheating yeah even in co- like college football if your team is good they're cheating dude like it's professional sports once that much money is involved <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not just relying on your talent yeah i mean it's like any edge to win 100 which is a, which is by the way which is a gross side of capitalism i might add but anyway yeah it's everywhere it's every economic system but it, you know i feel like it's it's Encouraged in capitalism. The Astros interviewed Buck Showalter for their managerial <laughs> position. I'll go down there. He old did okay with the Yankees in the nineties. Absolutely, but then fucking. He was okay with the Orioles a couple times. He's an old baseball guy, trustworthy baseball guy. Former Kansas City Royals owner David Glass dies at eighty-four. I'm just going down the sports news. I get it, man. You know, maybe it'll pop something in my head. You know, I don't remember that guy. <laughs> What? Are you like a Royals guy outside the the fucking no man? A's? I, I hated outside the Royals because back when it was four divisions, they were in the American League oh, West. Oh, and they were good. That was when they had George, George Brett. Brett. I mean, they won a World Series in '85. From '79 to '85, the Kansas City Royals were one of the best teams. Well, in baseball. from '79 to '92, they were perennial playoff teams. '92, I think, was the first year in a while they didn't. Well, make the play, yeah, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. then they like they had all they had was Saberhagen at that point. Well, no, they, they were in the playoffs the first time in '70, '76. Uh, Against the Royal, against the Yankees, seventy six. It was when Brett was young, and, and that was, was the great. that was the Pine Tar, right? No, no, no. Well, that was eighty three. They always had a history. Seventy six, seventy seven, and seventy eight. They played in the league championship series four years in a row, 
and the Yankees always won. But in, in 80, the Royals beat them, and it was like a big deal. Brett hit a fucking towering home run off Goose Gossage. He had a three-run blast to seal a game into the upper deck at Yankee Stadium. You know, it was like a bomb. Off of, and Rich Gossage was like a great goose. Goose was goose a he, he pitched for the Cubs for a while, pitched for the A's, came up with the White Sox, made a name in the Pirates. Then then Steinbrenner picked his ass up, and he was great for the Yankees for years. Those were his halcyon days. Was uh, pitching for the Yankees at that time, but um, but yeah, it uh, the Royals were a good team. They were in the playoffs in '81. The, the the A's beat them in the strike shortened season, and then lost to the to the Yankees. And then the Yankees went in 84 and lost to the, the Tigers because the Tigers were great. And then 85 is when they actually finally broke 84 through. 84 is a real In 80, they went to the World Series and lost the Phillies. I always, everyone you know? always gets down on uh, fucking Leon Durham for bobbing that ball in the playoffs because oh, yeah. they're like, the Cubs would have won. They would have got rolled by the Tigers. Uh, the Tigers were a team of destiny. They were a great baseball team. They had Kurt it would have been a better series, Kurt probably. Gibson with knees. Alan Trammell. You know, they had uh, Lance Paris, was a, uh, was a catcher at Lance Parrish. Didn't they, and they have also the one pitcher? Chet Lemon. Jack Morris yes. was their ace. And then also Dan Petrie was a good pitcher for them. Milt Wilcox was a good pitcher for them. Uh, but they were great up the middle. They had, her, they had, a, um, they had a, again, a Parrish, Parrish, Trammell, Whitaker, and Chet Lemon up the middle. So their defense was good. Daryl Evans was a first baseman for them who hit a lot of home runs. They also had Kurt Gibson. They had Tom Brookings as a third baseman. Larry Herndon was an outfielder for them. I know, uh, but their best pitcher was Willie Hernandez, ex-Cub. Willie Hernandez won the Cy Young and the MVP as a relief pitcher in 1984 for the uh, for the Tigers because he had he mastered it. He had like a screwball pitch that, that was just unhittable. It was like, it was like Fernando. It was unhittable. People could not hit the pitch. And it broke at the appropriate. He just they couldn't hit it, and then he felt like the the the, team, the city turned on him because of Mitch Album, you know the, the book Tuesdays, Tuesdays with Mo- Morris, and, and Mitch Album was a sports writer for uh, for the. I uh, always, that always weirded me out that he makes all Album? these yeah. he makes all these religious books about walking through heaven and shit, <laughs> I know. and then he was the Pistons beat writer. Yeah, because he, he, he was a Detroit Free Press guy, so he used to cover the Tigers also. And I guess he wrote a couple of articles that that uh, William Hernandez thought were taking him down. We should look this up too, and, and, and thought the fans were turning on him. And he went after Mitch Album, I think once. Like they had to get restrained. Like he wanted to punch him, you know. And I remember I was watching a Tigers Brewer game in 1989 in April. We went with a do- our dorm floor. We drank two half barrels of beer on the bus there. We got one stolen. We had one for the drive back, and someone stole it. God, that pissed me off. Anyway. I was bombed, and, and, and Willie Hernandez was warming up, and I was like, hey, Willie, aren't you a card-carrying member of the Mitch Album fan club? <laughs> as a 20-year-old, I thought that was a pretty good cackle as a 20-year-old, and he, lo- he, he totally shot me darts, dude. He was like warming up, and he just went like this, dude. He was just like, he was, warm- he was warming up, you know? And, and, you know? And, Relief uh, pitcher Willie Hernandez of the Detroit Tigers dumped ice water on a sports writer Wednesday, accusing the writer of having turned Tigers fans against him. It was Mitch Album. Yeah. That was like, an, was that like an, when was, was sitting that? in the Tigers clubhouse in the spring training camp, 1988. Yeah. Yep. Uh, talking with pitcher Frank Tanana. Frank Tanana. <laughs> former fi- fireballer Frank Tanana became a, <laughs> who became a crafty lefty. 
Frank Tanana. He, he, Frank Tanana had a 360 strikeout season for the Angels in 77. He and Nolan Ryan, they were like fastball pitchers. He blew his elbow and completely changed. He learned how to pitch and pitched like 12 more years. Anyway, go ahead. It's a good story. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. then Hernandez, without saying a word, picked up a large bucket of ice water, poured it over Album's head. Uh, then he threw the bucket onto the floor and walked away muttering. Album re- remained seated, said, you're a class act, Willie. I wasn't even talking to you. What a nerd fucking thing to say. Yeah. Wasn't even talking to you, Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Hernandez said later that Album was to blame for the way Tigers fans, uh, for the way fans at Tiger Stadium have booed him in recent seasons. Hernandez has claimed that Album called him a crybaby in a column last year. Who cares? You're both being fucking pussies. <laughs> So that's Hernandez, said, who was traded to the Tigers just before the 84 season, won the hearts of fans in the American League Cy Young, Jesus Christ, and MVP. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. You have to look at Google for that one. I knew it. You know, it's in there. Damn, they really were a team of destiny. They were great. They started the season 35. 30 saves in 85. Yeah, they were like 35 and, and 5. Yeah. I mean, they were sweeping teams. That's still teams. the record, right? Yeah, you know, like the first 40 which 40 games in baseball, that's one quarter of the season. That's a chunk of the season. You know, I mean, you... Yeah, they were great. They were just, they played in Tigers, I tell you, of old stadiums. Tiger Stadium was a pretty good old stadium. I saw, I went through the last year of it. It, it was, they, they knew they were getting a new stadium, so they put no money into it. Like for like two or three years, they put like the bare minimum for operations. Look at that guy. You know, they took, they did the bare minimum for operations. So what they did was, I, I, I got like a, like a bunch of nachos and a beer, and I sat in the upper deck right behind home plate, hey, Keith. And, and, and upper deck was parallel with the field. Like it did, it didn't slope back. It was parallel. Oh yeah. So it was like fly. Like, I mean, they had the net up there. Foul balls would come back at Tiger Stadium. At Tiger Stadium. Oh, dude, and even was, they had an upper deck in the outfield. Yeah, absolutely. It was a big stadium. You and, get and fucking sense, home runs snagged from you. Yeah, yeah. The upper deck would sometimes catch it. Like it would be a, a long hit ball. Sometimes the upper deck was like dude, two or three rows out. Mustache. Oh yeah. Well, he was good. He pitched for the '79 Cubs in that famous Cubs Phillies game. Well, it was 23-22. He pitched in that. He, he was a good pitcher. Look how tight those uniforms were. That but, was but, back in the stir-up days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, 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 those are the uniforms that I remember as a kid. The, those are the ones that I remember. Oh, that that, baseball that, card. But then, yeah, that's the 84 one, I think, or maybe 85 tops. Did you have baseball cards? I used to get cards. I mean, you know something? Not as much as you would think. Look at them, dude. If, if you're tipping a pitch, you're doing it right there. Yeah, that's at, I think that's at, uh, in Boston. Or it might be at Tigers. No, it's Tigers saying he's got the home uniform on. But no, with... Uh, oh, there he is as a Cub. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Boy, he didn't look black when he played for the Tigers. I thought that was a white guy up until there was colored pictures. You know, wait, well, he, I think he's a, of a Latin descent. Dude, I didn't think Reggie Jackson was black when I was a kid. And I remember I told my stepdad that, and he goes, what, are you kidding? He's black as the ace of spades. Wow. So I was yeah, like, yeah, my stepdad's racist. You, you know, people, Reggie Jackson was the baseball player for a while. Like Bill Freehan? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, no, that was the 72 Tigers. But uh, um, look at how good he looked here. Oh, Denny McClain? There's got to be a biopic about oh, 100%. this guy. Oh, 100%. He was a, he was a There's gotta total be a, sack of shit. He was a tax evader. Yeah, I mean, you know what he went to? He went to uh, Mount Carmel. Did he? Yeah, he, he played in the I'm in just the saying Catholic he ended league. up looking like shit. He's fat. He's got glasses now. Well, he's also... He won 31 games. Yeah. He, he was a private pilot. But didn't he start like 50? 
Like oh, then, oh, yeah, back then it was, you had a four-pitching yeah. rotation. I think he had like 330 innings pitched. Like, you just pitched back then. Mickey Lolich, who was also on that staff, that was a 68 team that won the World Series. Mickey Lolich, I think, had 324 innings pitched, maybe even like 348 or something. He was a, he was a lefty. Let me leave see you in there. pictures of Mike Tanana. No, Frank Tanana. Frank Tanana. Frank? Frank Tanana. Frank, he, he pitched uh, He pitched for the Angels early in his career and then ended with the Tigers. I think he pitched for like 15 Dude, or 16 years. Dude, look at these. Years. Oh, my God. Look at this face right here. He's putting it into it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He was a I – mean, he had he had to like throw curveballs and off-speed pitches because he used to be a fireballer. I mean a – he had an absolute – look, you can tell right there. He's, he's got a fastball. Yeah, you can tell. Like he can throw it hard, you know. And so I give him credit for adjusting. Like, he didn't know how to pitch. He just threw it hard, you know? You know, for actually, yeah, oh, oh that, that, that Tanana card was, those are like the 75, it's like the very first, like, baseball cards I remember that had that, like, little, like, little, uh, a like, trophy in the left-hand yeah, corner. Yeah, the little He's frame the and shit. Of the year. Yeah, I mean, I remember those cards. Robin Yount's rookie card was that, was that, uh, was 74. I had that card, and I gave it away for 18 bucks. Let me look. Do you know how stupid that was? That car would be worth five hundred bucks right now, but I got eighteen bucks, which seemed like more money at the time. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm holding on to that this memory. One? Yes, I had that rookie card. I had that card right there. I wonder what's that what that's worth now. I and it was in good condition. It wasn't mint, but it was like in pretty good condition. Like it was it was a solid baseball card still, you know. And this is when he was like had won a couple of. Uh, oh God. Eleven hundred to fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> That's a fucking. You know something, man. It's In a put, nine, it has to be a nine grade. Well, yeah, it, it it probably would have been like a seven if I would have maintained it. You know, but you put it under plastic. There's only a. Do you still have it? No, I sold it. I told oh, you it. sold it. Story, man. Well, it was one of a hundred and ninety-seven cards. Jesus Christ. Jesus, I had it. Yep, I had that card. That was the card I had. You know, Gemin 10, you know, dude, did someone just pay? Dude, look at this. Fuck 1500. Someone just paid 25,000, 28, 28. Jesus. This, no, come on. That can't be it. These are auctions. Yeah. that No one's going to buy that. Come on. It's not worth that much money for crying out. He's good. He's in the Hall of Fame. You know, I wanted an OJ Simpson rookie football card. I thought but football cards, they, they, you know, they weren't the same as baseball. Baseball, the cards yeah, were... You here know, we go. Population report. 25, uh, 2,545 right here. That, that's a good score. I, I, I had a Reggie Jackson rookie, and someone stole it in my dorm floor. Someone stole the fucking thing. You know? It's gone as high as 30,000, though. You know? But that's just gem mint 10s and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's under glow. But I'm telling you, my card... Looked almost that good. I think one of the edges was a this little. This is also bit autographed. Frayed. We got to keep. Oh that no, 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 no! That, that, that was a That's feature on the card. Yeah, I had that. On the, it was on the card. Yeah, absolutely. He was eighteen. He was eighteen years old as a rookie. He he didn't play any minor league baseball. He went right from high school to, to, ma to majors. Didn't like DiMaggio and do very the same thing. Uh, Dave Winthel went right from the University of Minnesota. Uh, there's another guy. Garrig. Garrig, I think, went right from Columbia yeah, to the Yankees. It was rare though to go from high school. To the majors, your body wasn't developed enough. Even though you're a good athlete, he was a very good. You're athlete. just a boy. He, he was a very good athlete, boy. I mean, when I first moved to Wisconsin, he won the MVP in '82, and he had amazing numbers. He was a very good player. 
you know, I always throw up. Lou Brock. So, yeah, yeah. what is Reggie's? What's Reggie's card? I want to look at that because I want to see how much that's worth. <clears throat> I, I want to lament the loss. Although that card was in worse condition than the Yacht one. It, it had one end that was basically just like What frayed. year do you know? It would have been the 1967. He's fucking young. He's got a Kansas City Athletics jersey and he's like 20. You know? Yeah, well, you put it right down there. You already did it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it didn't. It's not a search box. Oh, it's a rookie card. Yeah, nineteen sixty-seven. Reggie, or just say Reggie Jackson rookie card on Google. Yeah. It'll come up. Picture will come up. Oh, sixty-nine. No, no, that, that's just a, that was the year he had his first breakout year. That that's not his rookie card. Although I I have this card. I have a collection of Reggie Jackson baseball cards. I do. Yeah. I wonder what that's worth. That's not a, sixty-nine. Was not his rookie card. That's his rookie card, but that was not sixty. It might be a flub. That, 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 that is, but that's his card. Absolutely, that 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 is his card. Here, let's do a side search because he. Uh, I wonder what that's worth now. But he was, uh, he played a defensive back at Arizona State University. He was also baseball. When Arizona State was like a great baseball program, and uh, Frank Cush was his. His rookie year was sixty six. You're yeah, right. Of course, I'm right. You know, he's Reggie Jackson. They probably didn't have baseball cards back then. Yes, they did. Or I, I don't know, Honus, man. What, come on, Keith. But why is this called a rookie man, card? That, don't, was don't he in the, the minors? But Honus Wagner was like eighteen, whatever, nineteen, whatever it was. You know, oh yeah, and they know? had the little. Stick they didn't have cards, but they didn't even have air conditioning. They didn't have electricity <laughs> in 1967. <laughs> did people have food yet? Mastodons roamed the planet, didn't they? No. Yeah, let's see. I know, Jesus, <laughs> Keith. I literally look I'm at down that backside. You know, um, yeah, but I want to know the yeah. I remember that. But what, yeah, what's what's it what's it fetching? Ooh, 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 I think we just had it right there. Well, we got to look at this. I went back because you didn't. You said it was the wrong card. Well, it was the wrong year. It's not 1969. It's but the, here's the weird part: is everyone says like even every article like for some reason they classified this as his rookie year. Well, it, 16 is the highest, but the average looks to be about. It was right there. Oh, one hundred fifteen thousand. No, no, yeah, go up. It was that. It was that. It was that bar graph right there. Isn't that fifteen hundred? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, this someone, is the great. Stole, I think though. Here's the here's someone the price stole card. it from me, man. Someone's fucking stole that from me in the dorms in Madison, because because uh, you know you know something, Keith. I could be kind of a smartass when I wanted to be. <laughs> Back then, I I had a sharp tongue and I, and I uh, would berate people. They didn't like that, you know. Okay, this one not as much. $111. I actually have that card. The 69 Tops yep. Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I, I have a Reggie well, Jackson collection. Get yourself collection. 100 bucks, buddy. Yeah, I should turn those in. You know, But no one's ever... No one bonds a Reggie. Dude, wait. He's got to get involved in a scandal. Something's yeah. got to happen, you, gotta, you know? Gotta He's got to get caught with kitty porn or, you know, something bad has to happen. Yeah, it's it'll, about it'll 100 double. bucks. It's still 100 bucks, you know? Yeah. But I tell you what, though, Keith. Winding it down. Winding it down. There we go. We've we had a it. good session. You know? It was good. Thank how, you for how, listening, guys. Yeah, how, how much was the time? Uh, hour 29. That's a good sign. Uh, you can show. catch, if you're listening to this day of, you can catch Adam Crocious at Flappers in Burbank tonight. Come down, be yep. loud, be the proud. The 18th, tomorrow, Saturday, the 18th of January. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, I have some, I got some dates cooking for Seattle in June. So, I'll be letting you know on that. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. Goodbye.